Hey, I'm Planard Vardy and you're listening to Functional Tennis Podcast. Welcome to episode 128 of the Functional Tennis Podcast. I'm Fabio Molly, your host. If you're new to the show, hi and welcome. Make sure to check out some of our other great episodes we've had over the past two years. Today, I'm speaking to Pana Yudvardi. Pana is a Hungarian tennis player who made great moves in the WTA rankings this year. She moved from 350 in the world to top 100, which most tennis players in the world. This is a dream or at least a massive milestone. Beforehand, she spent three years at 350 in the world and she tells us her secret to the shift in her game, mentality and team to make that big jump in the rankings. Before we start, as usual, a shout out to our amazing podcast sponsors, Slinger, who make the awesome portable ball machine, the Slinger Bag. Head over to slingerbag.com to get all the info on the bag. If you have any questions, feel free to message me or you can send the team at Slinger Bag a question on their Instagram page. Okay, here we go. Hi, Panna. Welcome to the Functional Tennis Podcast. How are you? Good, thanks. How are you? I'm really good. Great to have you on. I was looking through my messages last night on Functional Tennis and the first time we ever spoke was October 2016. Functional Tennis had only been going a few months and I think we were congratulating you on some sort of a victory. But you were top 1,000 back then, five years ago, and you've obviously had an amazing journey now to top 100, which we're really excited to hear about. But before we get into that, tell me, where are you right now? Right now I'm in Florida. I started my preseason getting ready for Australia. So I'm here for a couple of weeks and then on the 27th I'm flying out and playing a couple lead-up tournaments and then, yeah, Australian Open. So main draw Australian Open? Yes. That must be exciting. Yeah, it's honestly, it's I think in every tennis player's life, playing uh, main draw with slam and being top 100, it's it's something that everyone's always like dreaming of. So that was my goal and my dream and um, to be able to do it next year and you know, starting in Australia, playing main draw, it's 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 amazing. It's going to be amazing and hopefully the year can pick up even more. We'll talk about that shortly. Tell me, how is your preseason day? What does it look like at the moment? Like I said, I started last week. So the first week was really about like getting back um, a lot of gym sessions, um, a lot of conditioning, strength training. And on the court, just mainly like going through the basics and really doing a lot of movement stuff and repetition. So that's what we did last week. And slowly this week, I'm getting back to more live ball and, you know, hitting with people and doing uh, more like uh, points-based stuff. But I'm, I'm usually like playing three hours a day and then two hours of gym every single day. So yeah, my days are pretty full. And Pete Botwell is over with you. Pete is a friend of Functional Tennis. He's probably long overdue on the podcast. We haven't had him on yet. We will one day, <laughs> Pete, if you're listening. Maybe tell us about the few weeks you had in South America, which went extremely well. So I know Pete from um, Soto. Um, we both trained there in, in Spain. 
uh, like five, six years ago. So we were training together, actually. He was playing back then. And I was in South America five, six weeks ago and I was alone and I thought, oh, you know, I, I really need someone here who can hit with me and, you know, would be able to help me out on, on this like long trip. So I called him up and we started working together in Brazil and the dynamic just worked really, really well between us. Obviously we knew each other before, so we were friends, comfortable with each other. And he's just really good as, like I said, he played before, so he knows the game well. And uh, yeah, he can help me in, in every area of my game. He can hit with me. So so it's been great. And we had a great run in South America. I made finals, then semis, then won a tournament. So um, it's been it's been a really, really good few weeks with him. So we're going to Australia together and he's here now to help me out for preseason as well. Great. Are you taking him down in practice points? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so... You started 2020 roughly at 350 in the world. You managed to break into the top 100, which is a huge achievement. It's most players dream of doing that at some stage in their career. But you did it in a year. It was not many people do that. Tell us, like, what was being the secret for you to, you know, to be hanging around the lower end of the rank and let's say working your way up to 350, but then to move quickly into the top 100. Tell us a few of the important differences that you've had to make to your game or if maybe you didn't make any changes or to your team or tell us more about that. Yeah, so I was I was around 350 for three years before I started doing a little bit better. And um, for the three years before I was, you know, traveling alone, trying to figure stuff out really on my own. I, I really didn't have a team around me. And I feel like tennis is such a, you know, lonely sport that I just feel like that's that's really important in every tennis player's career to have a, a good team. And that's really the main thing that changed last year that I found a really good coach, a mentor coach, Mark Jallard. He started helping me in last November. He put me up with a sports psychologist. You know, I have a really good fitness coach, sparring partners. And the real work really started last last year. We worked three three months just training you know, day in, day out, we were, we were working really hard. And, you know, I, I realized since then that, um, you know, everyone's saying, oh, you know, you, you really need a coach and traveling alone is hard. And it, it really is. And I, I really do believe that that's something that's very important. And since I really have a team, I feel like I'm not alone on the court and I'm, I'm just not alone. And we're doing everything together and it's a, it's really a teamwork. So. Yeah, since last year, that was that was the main thing that changed. You know, I started, I have a traveling coach who, who traveled with me to every single tournament this year. And um, that made, you know, a huge change. And uh, yeah, I think I, I improved a lot more this year than I improved in the last three years before that. Wow. And you mentioned you took three months off to, to work on your game. Did you take three months off tournaments? Yeah, so obviously with the with the the whole COVID situation and everything going on, I was not really playing any tournaments, and so I really took yeah three months to to really train and and try and you know improve on my game, and uh, I think that was something that uh, you know I really needed. And it's always hard to take time off because you always want to compete and play tournaments. But um, I started playing. I think in, in February this year 
And I felt that my game was, was completely different. And it just took some time to click. But then around April, I won the 25K. And, uh, and yeah, that those three months really, really showed off. And, you know, I played 100 matches this year. So if I didn't put in the work before, you know, I, I didn't get injured. I, I was physically very, very fit. So that those three months really, really helped me. How has your game changed? So Panna, early 2020 and Panna, December 2021, what are the main changes in your game? Honestly, I think the biggest change that happened to me was was mainly mentally. Obviously, I trained a lot and, you know, I improved a lot physically and my game got better. You know, we worked a lot on the serve, the returns, you know, being strong in the outside positions of the court, like all those things that everyone needs to improve on. But the main improvement was really mentally. And um, as I step on the court, I just now I just really believe and that's a word that everyone says, like, believe, 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 you know. And um, I do believe that that's something that, you know, you really have to believe it when whenever you step on the court, on the match court. And that's what's really changed. Like, I believe that I can beat these players. And, you know, I had some really good matches. Like, um, I played a second round Wimbledon this year against Osorio. She's now 16 in the world. And... You know, I went on court with a completely different mindset. Whereas before I would, you know, I would go on thinking, yes, of course I want to win, but I wouldn't really have that belief as now. And that belief came from working so hard and putting the work in outside of the match court. Join over 10,000 people who have downloaded our free match and practice PDFs over at functionaltennis.com forward slash downloads. Our match and practice PDFs help you plan and evaluate your matches and practices. We have some other free downloads there for you too. So make sure you go over to functionaltennis.com forward slash downloads. You think just by obviously having a, you have a better team, first of all. So you have your coach working with you, fitness trainer, psychologist. Then you put in this unbelievable amount of hard work that brings you confidence but then it's also you mentioned 100 matches I know you got to be playing well to play if you're not playing well you're going to play 30 matches a year that's all but you're obviously winning matches it's a mixture of everything isn't it it's really like block on block yeah it's a mixture of a lot of things and you know so many people don't see the the work behind like what's going on and the small routines you know that that you're really doing and maybe it's making you one percent better you know in this stage like everyone top 300 players they can play you know everyone can play tennis on a bad day you can lose to anybody so it's really important that every day you put in the work you know the best you can and you you do your routines good day or bad day every day you do those small things that will add up and you know will make you one two percent better and how are things in Hungary? Do you get more press from back home? Yeah, I mean, after um, I won the, the 60K and I, I became top 100, I had a, a really busy week at home with the press and, you know, media stuff. But I really enjoy, you know, talking about tennis and, you know, talking to different people. So, um, yeah, it's been busy, but it's nice. You know, a lot of things we hear about tennis players who don't make it or have excuses. Obviously, they didn't have the team and then didn't have the money. 
And are you lucky? Do you have a sponsor who helps you out or is it, don't have to say anything here if you don't want to, but just curious to know, like, did you get sponsorship the past couple of years that's made a difference? Or Yeah, so I have a sponsor now. Redfu is my sponsor, who's uh, who I think many people know. He really loves tennis and uh, I met him and played with him a couple of times and I'm really lucky that he's helping me out. But I think that's also one thing that you know, you need to, you need to work hard for it and you need to create your own opportunities. And like the three years before that, you know, I was, I was alone, but I wasn't really putting in the work to try and find people who can help me. And there are a lot of people out there that would, you know, they're willing to help in, you know, even just small bits here and there. And, uh, yeah, when I moved here in America, I was just, you know, I was just uh, meeting people and, and I was really lucky to find Redfu, and uh, he's really been a, a huge part of my development. Obviously, without his help, it would have been a lot harder to, you know, to find coaches and, um, you know, get the financial side of it going. But um, I think, you know, that's that's one thing that I think if if you work hard, your time will come and your opportunities will come and there are people that want to help you. No, that's great. Uh, Redfoo's such a good guy. He loves the game and it's great to see, to be in a position to be able to give back to that's amazing. And I heard he's a pretty good player too. Yeah, he's great. We played a few times. He's very competitive, but he's, he's, he's really good. I mean, considering, you know, he's, he started late. He loves the game and he's always learning, which is amazing. He's always, uh, watching matches, looking at players, you know, trying to do lessons here, lessons there. So he's always uh, asking for advice. So, but he's, he's playing great. And sometimes I'm, I'm struggling to return his serve, I have to say. He's a big serve. That's great. And your point you mentioned about your time will come, I think is really important. We get a load of questions at Functional Tennis. People want sponsorship and something we don't do. We're not in a position to do it at the moment to be able to help players out financially. But what I tell people is you just got to work on your game. You got to, even at the junior levels, you got to work hard, get results. And then people, that's what shines through your results, your attitude. And then that's what people would invest in. And that's the message we're trying to put out there is look, if you put in the work, you've good attitude, the results will come eventually. And, you know, something else may come as well from a sponsorship or, you know, these things like that. So that's great to hear about Red Foo. Yeah, so the plan is, you mentioned one of your goals, your big goal was to make Grand Slam main draws. Have you had to sit down with your psychologist and reassess your goals now? Uh, we didn't have a, a big sit down just yet. Um, I believe we're going to have it next week. But um, in my head, um, I would love to obviously stay in the top 100 and go even deeper to top 50 next year. Um, so that's a, a big goal of mine. And I would just love to compete on these big events. Like I said, that's, I think that's a goal of every tennis player. So I just want to enjoy every minute of it and, and try to stick around as long as I can. Great. Well, that's, that's good. It's important because a lot of times people reach their goals and then they can go off the boil then because they've hit this big goal. But uh, yeah, I can't wait for what 2022 has in store for you. And what would you tell yourself? You said you were stuck at 350 for about three years Looking back, if you to tell somebody in a similar position, what would be your number one bit of advice to them? My advice would be work hard and work smart. I was working really, really hard, but you know, I didn't have the right people around me. And I thought sometimes, 
you know, playing five hours a day would help me and I would get better. But in reality, the last two hours were not quality training. So I would say the combination of working hard and working smart and, you know, just keep believing in yourself and keep going. If you do that, your time will come. Nice, nice. And question, while I just think of it here, I know I will get asked this. People are going to ask, what racket do you use? I know you use a Yonix. What sort of Yonix are you using? I'm using the red uh, V-Core 100. I really love those rackets. I love Yonex. So I've been playing with Yonex since I was 13. Standard spec or do you have it specced up? No, I have it standard. That's the best. And you say you're using them since you when you're 13. How quickly was your junior career from a success point of view? What was your top ranking? So as a junior, I was top, I think I was 11. So I was I was uh, quite high on the, on the ranking. But um, yeah, I was, again, like this is something that I always say, like, you know, as a junior, I didn't you know, I wasn't from a country that have a, you know, the Federation have a lot of money and that can help you out with wild cards. And, you know, I just, I kept believing, kept working hard. And I got to 11 in the world in juniors, which I think is, is pretty good. And I, I was building from that. And were you coached from the Federation as a junior or did you have a private coach? When I was 13, I worked at a small, let's say, academy in, in Hungary. And then when I was 16, I moved out to another academy in Spain where I worked for three years. And then I was kind of moving around. So I wasn't in Hungary for a lot of time, but I was always lucky to find good coaches and uh, good academies where, you know, they, they were helping me out. So you think it's important that if you do want to be a professional player, you're a good junior who's shown results, but your country doesn't have enough for you. You have to look elsewhere. Yeah, I think that's like for me, I think that was that was really important because I don't know that I really love the mentality in Spain. And I think uh, with my game and my personality, I really needed something different. And I think training in Spain for three years really helped me change my mindset and Soto Tennis always says, control the controllables, you know, and really just don't look at other players. Don't, you know, blame other things. Just really focus on working hard and control what you can control. So it just, you know, training elsewhere other than Hungary really helped me to to develop different skills and um, think a little bit differently. Nice. Dan Kiernan runs a good academy and a good podcast show at Control the Controllables. So a little shout out to him. <laughs> But Panda, thank you very much for your time. I wish you all success in 2022. I hope we get you send us plenty more videos through that we share in functional tennis. I appreciate them that we've got over the years. And yeah, hope you get to celebrate a little bit of Christmas and then straight back to work. So thank you very much. Thank you so much. Hope you enjoyed that chat with Panda. Really good to see. You know, it's nothing game changing stuff we read about, but it's it's good to hear it from the players themselves the things they've done to make this momentous shift in their game to get them to the next level. But I'll be back next week. And until then, goodbye, get out there and play some tennis and most of all, enjoy it.